night. Sweet. What is it? Sweet love? Sweet, Sweet love. love. Sweet showing on off. a Saturday night? No, showing off your <laughs> heavenly light. <laughs> oh, remember doing it, doing it, doing it. Mm-hmm. You had to know how many doing us to say. Hello world, there's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. Welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society, the podcast for people born in the big wheel generation who always had one kid in their class who ate paste. We believe our Gen X childhoods gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them, they'll disappear, like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. And today, we will be saving the music that sailed into our lives on a wave of Steely Dan and a tsunami of Toto, often with Michael McDonald at the helm. Today's topic is Yacht Rock. I'm Carolyn. I'm Kristen. And I'm Michelle. And we are your pop culture preservationists. Welcome aboard. Would you care for a glass of Riuniti on ice? I like your cravat. Is that apricot? What's that? I'm sorry. I can't hear you over the sound of the seagulls. Perhaps after sunset, they'll ride like the wind to be free again. Let's just relax here in our captain's hats and enjoy the music. I'll turn it up. Yacht Rock is a new term for old music. It was created in 2005 by a group of actors in Hollywood who like to get together on the weekends to eat barbecue and listen to smooth music on vinyl, which meant it was old. Music that wasn't necessarily about boats, but sounded like something you might listen to on a boat. Hence the name Yacht Rock. Songs like Cool Change by the Little River Band. Rosanna by Toto. Sailing by Christopher Cross. Reminiscing by the Little River Band. Hey 19 by Steely Dan. What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers. Ride Like the Wind by Christopher Cross. Steal Away by Robbie Dupree. Here's to give people all the feels. Here's a quote from RetroHitsTributes.com that says it perfectly. Yacht Rock reaches into a bank of emotional memories, especially for the 40-something demographic, which would now, of course, be 50-something demographic. Some may recall swimming in a pool during the summer of 78 while Steely Dan's Peg or the Little River Band streamed over an analog radio on the deck. Or perhaps some remember a ride in 79 to Little League practice, gymnastics, or dance class while Ride Like the Wind played over the car radio. Oh gosh, you guys, that is the soundtrack to my mm-hmm. youth, are those I know. songs. I mean, that was the sweet spot, was you know, late or mid seventies, nineteen seventy six to nineteen eighty four. That was all my middle school and all my high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just captures that spot of my youth. I think it has. Um, there is a car element to it, right? The right, mm-hmm. how they say where you're going to little league or gymnastics or dance class. I think you're right because it's that AM radio and your mom is driving mm-hmm. you someplace, and so this is the soundtrack of you going places when you're a kid. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. You guys know my musical taste has always been that of a middle-aged woman. Uh, so it's not a surprise that I have loved this genre and style of music my entire life. Um, honestly, I was the 10-year-old with Captain and Tennille albums instead of Michael Jackson albums. Or I was the 13-year-old with DeBarge albums, which not Yacht Rock, but smooth, you know, just right. kind of slow, easy listening instead of like Def Leppard. And I think for us also, um, you know, radi- we relied on radio in, yeah, in the seventies, we didn't have playlists or any other for other than the albums our parents played or that we played on the, mm-hmm. the record player. So that was the music that was playing. And so it was just all the time it was in the car. It was, it was at home and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's the music of our childhood. Kiss yeah, well, on my list, kiss on my list came on the radio when I got my first ride in our brand new sunshine yellow Ford Fiesta. It was, and the car was so tiny. It was way too small for our whole family of five, but there was a gas shortage and we were doing our part. Mm-hmm. So we just had this tiny little car for all five of us. And it felt like hearing this song in the sunny yellow car, it felt like the 80s are coming. Like something <laughs> big was happening. It was a sunny car and it was a sunny song and it was just making me smile and it felt like a new day. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with the whole, um, the radio aspect of it and the AM there was a sound to AM radio, too, that made the, this music sound in a specific way to me. And I had an AM radio that my dad brought home from work. So he worked for Texaco, which was an oil company, and they must have had some kind of a promotion. They had these replicas of a Haviland oil can. So Texaco's brand of oil was Haviland, and it was actually an AM radio. And I would sit in my room, and I would turn that radio on and listen to all of these songs And I also realized pretty much the only times I listened to them were in my bedroom, on that radio, or in the car, like you said, Mm -hmm. because I have this inkling as I've been visiting these songs again that I was kind of a little embarrassed. Like these weren't the songs that kind of like you said, Michelle, that I was listening to maybe um, at some of my friend's house or um, in the car, like going to the roller rink with friends. This was the stuff that our parents were playing that I really secretly loved. Right. So now that it's kind of found this new life, I'm like, and then other people are liking it too. I feel like, oh my gosh, I get to like admit now that I love Yacht yeah. Rock. And it's I not love even a guilty songs. pleasure. Yes. It's like validated. It's completely yes. validated. Yeah. I feel like for me, I don't really have a lot of specific memories tied to these songs like you do, Kristen, like you just mm-hmm. said, writing in the car or even Carolyn, you do with, um, with the specific songs and the radio. For me, it all goes back, you guys, to what we talked about in our Sad Songs of the 70s episode. It's a feeling I get when I hear some of these songs, more than a specific memory. I have certain feelings more than I have specific memories about Mm -hmm. many of these songs. And And I can't even really put the feeling into word. It's almost just that sort of choked up feeling. It's an, it's a good feeling. It's a good memory. And I wanted to also share that, like me, uh, one of our society members and fellow Yacht Rock lovers, Melissa, shared how her first Yacht Rock memories are tied also to the AM radio. And she wrote, My love of Yacht Rock really first started because mom took me to and from grade school, ballet, and other activities through seventh grade. And the in-car accompaniment, 
was an AM radio station. See, it's the car again. This yes. is very much about being in your mm-hmm. car. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And what is mom going to listen to right. but an AM radio station? And as Melissa said, you know, considered middle of the road. And in the mid to late 70s, that meant a lot of what we now think of as yacht rock. Mm-hmm. That kind of adult contemporary music, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also, um, there is a there's a very smooth California vibe to it all. And these are the songs that... Um, that my cool aunt had in her record collection. Everybody has mm-hmm. a cool aunt, right? She had Poco and Pablo Cruz and Boz Skaggs and Holland Oates and Steely Dan, and she was young and she was single. And so when we went to her house, we weren't like children. We were like her friends, and oh, she wow. would let us listen to any record we want, and we could drink soda even though it wasn't Saturday. <laughs> and she <laughs> took us to see Willy Wonka. She tried to take me to see Rocky Horror, but my mom said no. Um, but she lived in California, so these are California songs for me, which really lines up, I think, with a mm-hmm. lot of other Yacht Rock definitions. Mm-hmm. I agree. And now, I think now, almost like everything we talk about and in our podcast and everything we share on social media, now everybody's listening to this music, I think, again over the past few years because it brings you such a sense of comfort yeah. and nostalgia. And it's a fun connection to have with people to talk about the shared memories we have of the, all of these songs and all of these artists mm-hmm. yeah, who are still performing, yeah. <laughs> mostly, sometimes Thanks with different band rock. members, but they're still out there performing. Well, and like a lot of stuff that um, people think was dumb when it came out, you give it a little bit of time and get people away from their egos, and you can start to understand the quality, and you can mm-hmm. admit to the fact that this was super high-quality stuff. You want to yes. pretend that it's dumb? Well, here's a question. Did we think it was dumb, though? You guys, but in the 70s, did we think it was dumb? I don't think so. I think it was considered Mm -mm. really kind of cool music. That was the style. Yeah, my cool aunt had all those albums. After disco, here came all this kind of really smooth rock, and it was Mm -hmm. was what you listened to, and I think it was cool, actually. But maybe mm-hmm. that was just me with my middle-aged music. Yeah, right. I think that was your old soul speaking. <laughs> yeah. I Like I said, I have this this tinge, this feeling of there were places that I wouldn't maybe admit. Like if mm. we were at the lunch table and people were talking about, oh, what's your favorite song? I'm maybe not going to say Cool Change or, you know, Sailing mm-hmm. or something Mm -hmm. from Toto when they're saying some Bruce Springsteen song or some Bon Jovi song or something. Because it it wasn't edgy. It wasn't edgy. The songs the creators of Yacht Rock gravitated toward all seem to come from a very particular era, specifically 1976 to 1984. And they noticed that a lot of these songs seem to share the same musicians, most notably Michael McDonald, the cozy bearded baritone (laughs) who was the lead singer on the yachtiest yacht rock song ever, What a Fool Believes. Everywhere, you guys. Honestly, the man mm-hmm. was a genius and has made a fortune out of not having an ego because you'll yeah. also find him singing backup or collaborating with not just the Doobie Brothers, but also Steely Dan, Christopher Cross, Kenny Loggins, Toto, James Ingram, and more, even Michael Jackson. More mm-hmm. than any others, Michael McDonald's voice is a dead giveaway that a song is supremely yacht rock. It's probably the number one factor in whether or not a song is yacht right. rock or not. 
But these songs are also, they also shared session musicians. Mm -hmm. They didn't just share Michael McDonald. They also shared musicians and personnel, like producers and songwriters and things like that. So these people may not be household names, but they pop up on a variety of people's albums. So did you guys know, for example, that Toto, probably the yachtiest band of all, started out as the backing band for Boz Skaggs? No. Did not know that. See, I did not know that either. That's all part of my yacht rock education. <laughs> and but once you start to know these guys' names, like um, there's Steve Lukather, Jeff Porcaro, Quincy Jones. You guys know Quincy, Quincy Jones, mm-hmm. David Foster. You probably know that too. You'll start to see them everywhere. I even found some of them on Sean Cassidy's albums. I'm not kidding. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. It's almost as if like these session musicians would just be hanging around the mm-hmm. studio, and somebody would say, "Hey, we need a guitar player. Will you come over across the hall?" Yeah. Talk about no ego. That's that takes a lot to just I know. love the music and be willing to play in these bands mm-hmm. and yeah. not have your name out there. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I got another good fun fact for you. <gasps> Please bring it on. So the lead singer of Toto's name is Joseph Williams. Do you know who Joseph Williams' father is? Oh no. Oh my god, you are Garth so Garth Williams. The <laughs> illustrator of Charlotte's Wife. Good try. And that I would really be so good. Tr- tried to find a John oh. Sebastian link. He's not <laughs> right. He's not got rockish enough. No, uh, Joseph Williams' father is John Williams. <gasps> yes. The, no way. Yes, the um, iconic movie, motion picture film composer. composer. Star Wars. Star Wars. You know, all of our, yes, and a multitude of others. That's yes. his dad. That is crazy. There you wow. go. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says, that is crazy, because I feel like that's my response to everything Carolyn says. <laughs> that just, is crazy. We'll make it a drinking game. Listeners. Right. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I've got a few more yeah. fun little facts as we move on. Oh, good. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, so these dudes that are at these listening parties, their names are J.D. Riznar, Hunter Stare, David Lyons, and Steve Huey. J.D. Riznar, by the way, you can catch him on a handful of episodes of the show Drunk History, which is a nightly ritual for me now. Wow. Because my kid will come watch them with me. After the nightly news with Lester Holt? Yes, Lester Holt, <laughs> then Drunk History. Yes, exactly. Um So anyway, those guys that I just named, they coined the phrase Yacht Rock for what they were listening to. The runner-up name, by the way, was Marina Rock, which was a play on the words Arena Rock. Yeah, and they agree. Marina Rock was not a word. I would have never made made that connection to Arena Rock. Mm -mm. That's what I'm here for, Carolyn. Thank you. (laughs) Amelia Bedelia needs it to be a little more obvious. So in so doing, they, you know, in naming this, these this genre of music that they were listening to, they unintentionally cobbled together a new genre of music that already existed. It just never had a name. Right. Um, and they start getting goofy at these get-togethers and imagining all the yachty things that these artists would say and do, like, you know, what would Michael McDonald say to Kenny Loggins <laughs> about this song? Um, and that's they what create... a fool believes. That's what he would say. <laughs> that's what a fool believes, Kenny. Yeah. That's what a fool believes. Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. And they create a short film. Mm -hmm. These guys Mm -hmm. create a short film, just five minutes long, about a California marina that is run by Coco Goldstein, a fictional record industry mogul in a captain's hat, and they enter it into a video contest, and they called it Yacht Rock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the best way I can describe the series is this. You guys, you know how a lot of famous actors say they got their start as kids with an old Super 8 camera making crappy and bizarre movies around the neighborhood with their friends? Yep. It's that. <laughs> it's that. <laughs> In five-minute increments. It's that, yeah. It so is, totally. it's just a bunch of super campy, no-budget, 
horribly acted, oversatirized short stories with ridiculous scripts, bad but hilarious wigs, and fictitious and over-the-top plots, if you can even call them that. Um, and they're attempting to educate us on the behind the scenes of many of the yachtiest yacht rock songs out there, according to them. We yeah. see a we see a version of Michael McDonald, of course. We see a Kenny Loggins. We see a Christopher Cross shows up straight off the farm from Texas. Um, <laughs> we see Hall and Oates picking fights with all of them. And Oates's wig, by the way, is what really deserves honorable mention in the entire <laughs> totally. series. Um, and so they're just these short five-minute they're on YouTube. They're these short five minute films that basically make fun of the songwriting process. However, they are fueled by a very deep love and respect of the genre of music. Yeah, they really do. And they, and none of the people who are acting as these famous people, nobody resembles anybody. <laughs> so there's a lot of dependence on wigs, like, um, like Michelle said, and even <laughs> they, so John Oates's mustache, they couldn't <laughs> find a mustache big enough. So they just cut a piece <laughs> of his wig and put it on his face. And then did you see the episode you guys, where he takes off his shirt and <laughs> they have a wig on, he his, has chest. A wig on his chest and he's <laughs> nuts. So funny. He's, he's like nutty. nuts. Yeah. I was just going to say, and Michelle, um, it's interesting that you speak to the fact that these fictitious plots, because I um, read that Michael McDonald, after he watched some of these episodes, thought, huh, there's a lot more truth to these oh, than really? um, <laughs> these guys probably even realize. Oh my like, God, did, did Coco really dive from a harpoon? <laughs> I, you know, I'm not a sure which harpoon. plot lines exactly. I'm really hoping it's not the one where Jim Messina was a homeless man. Oh, my that God. That one really yes. got me. Because and Loggins had broken up with him. Yes. yes. He, broken up. I think he dropped him like a hot potato and then just went on. Because he wanted poured. to be smooth. And yes. Jim Messina wasn't smooth. He was folky. Jimmy Messina, how's she blowing? Fuck you, Loggins. <laughs> Fucked up. Why did you do this to me? Why'd you kick me out of the band? <coughs> this is getting too real. This is gonna be me, I know it. Come on, everybody. Everything's smooth. Jimmy. Jimmy, remember the good times. Whenever I call you friend, I begin to think I understand. Your shitty music make me barf, Loggins. This is ridiculous. You're a sentimental fool, Kenny. You think you can come right back here from long ago and, and recreate your friendship just by mustering a smile and telling some nostalgic tales? That's what a fool believes, Kenny! That's what... That's what a fool believes. And I, I love Loggins and Messina, so... Even though that was a really funny um, ep little episode and plotline, my heart was breaking for, for Jim yeah. Where is he? Oh, gosh. And so, they don't, yeah. because you don't recognize anybody, because nobody looks like anybody, whenever somebody comes on the screen, they put their name <laughs> on the screen, and mm -hmm. then they'll put a little tagline underneath it. And my favorite one is when Kenny Loggins comes on the screen, and it says, Winnie the Pooh Enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I love all those songs. As you can tell, we really loved the series, and so did all the people that watched it during this contest because they won the contest. Mm -hmm. And people lined up down the block to watch the broadcast of new episodes. And then came the dawn of YouTube. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't a whole lot out on YouTube right now. And at this point, they put it on there. And oh my gosh, even if you hear them tell the story, they put it out there and then 
it went viral. I mean, they had no idea it was going to be the hit that it was. Um, and it now has become a broadly recognized genre of music. There are Yacht Rock Nights at Bars. Sirius Radio created a Yacht Rock channel. Everyone starts creating Yacht Rock playlists in iTunes back in the mid-aughts because Spotify wasn't around yet. And there are Yacht Rock cover bands with their own legion of followers called Anchorheads. It's so interesting to me that now there are Yacht Rock nights at bars. There are Yacht Rock channels. Spotify has a million Yacht Rock playlists. There are albums called Now That's What I Call Yacht Rock and Now That's What I Call Yacht Rock Too. And it's really this group <laughs> of guys who developed this term. Mm-hmm. They didn't trademark it, though, did they? No, because they did not. Because think about it, you guys. They're not mm-hmm. getting paid for all of this, are they? They no, coined no, they this term that is now so widely used. It's only been since 2010. So it's only been the past 11 years that this... 2005. Oh, 2005. That's right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, I just, it's just, I feel like they've got to be a little bit bitter about that. Oh, I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> they I are. would be. Mm-hmm. I would be too. I, I, I think what they did was they, they capitalized on their creativity, but their creatives first and maybe didn't figure out how to make money from it. I listened to an interview that the Yacht Rock guys did with one of the cover bands um, who was very successful, extremely commercially successful. These guys make money from their cover band. The Yacht Rock guys do not. And so, th- and they're a little bitter about it. Of there, course. There's, and their first question <laughs> to, the, to the Yacht Rock review guys was, so what are we doing wrong? <laughs> Well, well they don't sing for one. Of they course are, they're, they're not bitter, a band. Right, but people are capitalizing. I mean, just that there's albums called Now That's What I Call Yacht Rock right. that people say, oh, I want that album. I want that CD. Yeah. It's all because of the term that Absolutely. these people coined. That's what we all know this genre yep. of music. And I think we're just about to talk about what exactly is Yacht Rock. I think everybody has their own definition of it. And Mm -hmm. some people can say, well, that is Yacht Rock. That's not. And you're wrong and you're wrong and I'm right. And does that really matter? But still, I just keep going back to these poor guys who they're like, if we had never created this video series and come up with this word, you guys would, this all might be different. This genre of music Mm -hmm. might not be as popular as it is today because people would not have maybe grouped it like they do now. Right. I mean, they humbly acknowledge that the people that they um, that they often condemn for being loosey-goosey with their Yacht Rock selections in their performances are the people who are actually doing the hard work of bringing Yacht Rock to the people. Mm-hmm. Yacht Rock mm-hmm. to the people. That's hard to say. Yeah, they're the ones who are actually popularizing the genre. So that's why they're like, so what are we doing wrong, you guys? Yeah. <laughs> well, I you think know, and for them, unfortunately... They just were kind of ahead of their time in terms of all of going viral and all of Mm -hmm. this. It was just now I think if this was happening now, they'd have a whole different, they probably would have copyright Writed or written, copy whatever mm. the past copyright, copyright. Copy I don't know. Copy written, copy trademarked um, the name <laughs> Must say trademarked. and yeah, yeah approached it very differently mm-hmm. than they did back in two thousand five when yeah. we didn't have a you know a framework for this yeah. yet really. And now a break for station identification. Okay, you guys, who wants to play a game? I'm raising my hand. Yeah, me. Okay, I see one. I see two. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask the questions Jeopardy style, and you each get one chance to give me the correct answer, obviously in the form of a question. Got it? 
Got it. Yes, ma'am. Okay, here I go. Question one. Following or subscribing to the Pop Culture Preservation Society podcast on whatever platform you listen. Kristen. What is, how can we help make sure the PCPS gets heard by more people? Correct. Excellent. Good job. Awesome. Okay, next question. Clicking all five of those stars if you listen on Apple Podcast. Carolyn? What is, how can we help make sure the PCPS gets heard by more people? Yes, excellent. Good job. Okay, next question. Leaving a lovely review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Kristen? Um, What is, how can we help make sure the PCPS gets heard by more people? Wow, you guys are really good. Sweet. Yes. Okay, here's another one. Sharing our podcast and our social media pages with friends. Carolyn. What is, how can we help spread the joy of our Gen X nostalgia to even more people? Ding, ding, ding. Correct. (laughs) Oh, good for you. You know what, Carolyn? Carolyn? I think that might be the most important one of all and will make us all winners. Thanks for playing, you guys. And now, back to the show. So you guys remember our friend Melissa, who mm-hmm. gave us mm-hmm. that quote back in the beginning. She loved Yacht Rock back in the 70s, and she loves it now. So much so that she heads up a group, a fan group of a Yacht Rock cover band called Yacht Rock Review, and she is the head anchor head. They've given themselves a name. And what I love about it is, as she has shared, they've created this community. They have found like-minded lovers of Yacht Rock Mm -hmm. who follow this band, Yacht Rock Review. And she said their friendship and sense of community got them through the pandemic, that Yacht Rock Review uh, would play Facebook Lives and do all these kind of things that helped create community. She went on to say that... Now, when I think of Yacht Rock, I think of the band Yacht Rock Review and how a bunch of band member live streams and a community of fans that dubbed themselves Anchorheads got me through the pandemic and became friends. Smooth became substantial, and what could be dismissed as a throwaway genre became a pretty meaningful one. Wow. I love that. They are a little bit controversial, I think, when it comes to songs that they sing. Are they really Yacht Rock? Or not, oh, because yeah. it is kind of a, uh, a topic that can, people can get mm-hmm. kind of heated about. Because people often label something Yacht Rock that the creators, our friends who, who did the web series, say doesn't qualify. Sirius Radio is going to have a very inclusive list, obviously, because mm-hmm. they need the more songs they have, the more people will listen. Whereas J.D. Riznar and the OG Yacht Rock guys are far more discriminating. They're purists because, of course... I mean, they know what they meant. They started the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. people can get very, very defensive when it comes mm-hmm. to considering what is yacht or not. It's really confusing, you guys, because still, after all of this discussion that we've had, it's really difficult to find an exact definition of what it is, like an official, legit dictionary definition, like from an official website or even Wikipedia. It all seems really kind of loosey-goosey. You sort of have to cobble it together from a variety of sources so you don't mistakenly deem something Yacht Rock when it's not. Um, so I don't, did you guys find, do you guys feel c- confident in, in knowing what Yacht Rock is? Did you find a definition that made sense to you? No. 
Um, okay, you guys, I want to give you a disclaimer because as you guys know, and as our listeners know, mm-hmm. um, I am the first person to admit I am musically ignorant. Uh, this episode <laughs> was both a challenge for me and an education because I don't know or recall a lot of of bands and song titles and everything like that. So no, I didn't come to a great definition of what it was, but over the past week or so, I've been studying this like I'm going to be tested on it, but I still don't think I'd get better than like a C. It's so complicated. (laughs) And it depends on who's giving the test. Right. It totally does. And who do you think should give the test? That's my question. Yeah. That's a really good question. Who should give the test? Well, I have an answer. Okay. I mean, I think the guys who came up with the term should give the test. <laughs> I, that's I mean, what why I was are we say. arguing that? If they, des- if they developed it, they should be the arbiters of what is and is not yet. But is there even a question? But I don't yeah. even know if they know, to be honest with you. <laughs> they do know. Yeah, they, they do. feel very strongly about it. They feel very strongly about it. But we just keep, a- we have to keep asking them mm-hmm. the questions. But the one thing that they can land on is, like Michelle said in the beginning, it generally falls into a very specific time period, which is 1976 to 1984. It's music that you would hear on a yacht, not music about yachts, right. which mm-hmm. is very confusing. Right. Just because it's a the metaphor, word sail, people. It's a metaphor. It's not, just because it has the word sail in it does not make it Yacht Rock, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people automatically assume that's what a Yacht Rock song is. Right. Or if um, it's about a drink you would drink on a boat, people often think it should be <laughs> Yacht Rock, right? Like the Pina Colada song. Correct. <laughs> yes. Well, I would drink this on a yacht, so that's Yacht Rock, right? Mm-hmm. One of the other, um, sometimes I think looking at alternative terms will help you understand a little bit. So one of the alternative terms for Yacht Rock was West Coast. That did not stick. Um, we talked about Marina Rock already which was a play on arena rock, retail rock, something yes. that you'd hear hmm. as you're shopping in the oh, mall. Right. It's, yeah. it's, I used to say all the songs that no one hates, right? <laughs> Everybody likes it. Even grandma likes it. Um, but having references to Southern California or at least a Southern California yeah. vibe is very important. This comes directly from the Yacht Rock guys. Mm-hmm. There is an awareness of black people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it has the inf- jazz yep. and R&B as an influence. Right. Um, but sometimes it's also called whitewashed R&B. Um, there's a little spirit of disco in it, but it's disco all smoothed out. Mm-hmm. So grandma will mm-hmm. like it. I think we should mention too, and put in our show notes, you guys, and for everybody listening, we listened to a two-part podcast episode in our preparation for for this episode um, called the Hit Parade Podcast. And the host of that is Chris Melanthi. And you guys, he was like, he's like a scholar. Well, he is a, a music he scholar. He is a scholar. Oh, he's yeah. our but music Jesus. He, there was almost too much information about Yacht Rock coming at me. <laughs> I'm still a little confused, but it was so interesting. And he yeah. is a wonder, I want him to read me bedtime stories. Um, he is a wonderful podcast host. So check that out. We'll put it in the show notes. It's a hit parade. But also the thing that he talked about that um, is called the doobie bounce, which mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. just so you guys should know is my new go-to dance move, by the way, the doobie <laughs> oh, bounce. Doobie bounce. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we have to um, see a video So it's of basically that. a yacht rock archetype that it's that signature bright syncopated chord progression. It's usually played with a piano or a synthesizer and mm-hmm. it recurred on a string of hit records that are considered yacht rock, like Steal mm-hmm. Away, He's So Shy, which is that really bouncy Pointer Sisters Pointer song. Sister, yeah. um, you can think of it on Love Will Keep Us Together by Captain and Tennille, This Is It, Heart to Heart by Kenny Loggins, and so many more. Do you guys know who originated the Doobie Bounce? Michael McDonald. 
Isn't Michael McDonald the answer for everything in this no. episode? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? The Yacht Rock quiz has every answer to be Michael McDonald. No, the um, the Doobie Bounce, although it appeared in um, in What a Fool Believes, and that's why it's called the Doobie Bounce, it was actually originated by the Captain and Sneal. were keyboard players for the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys are not Yacht Rock, just because they have beach in the title. Not <laughs> Yacht Rock. Nonetheless, what they would do, they would use the keyboard or the piano to make a percussive rhythm underneath the song. And um, then when they made their own music, they did the same. Some of them, some of their songs are Yacht, some of them are not. Um, and it's confusing because the captain wears a captain's hat, so then people assume that all of their songs are Yacht Rock. It's very confusing. Everybody, listener, don't let the captain's hat fool you. Right. Or the pina colada. It's a ruse. It's a ruse. Ugh. JD likes to troll people on Twitter yeah. when they try to claim a song or make up their own rules. And I just wanted to read one that I thought was kind of funny. Um, so Bill Simmons, I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he's a sport personality. And he had tweeted at one point, um, my Sunday gift to you, I made the only Yacht Rock playlist on Spotify that truly matters. So Bill Simmons, the sports guy, is saying this is That's a big this statement, is the though. one. And he says, these were my four rules. And his four rules were, it has to feel like it could be played on a yacht, no soft 70s rock allowed, so no bread or air supply, etc. Every three to three and a half songs needs to include Michael McDonald in some way. And anything, three and a half. Like three <laughs> yes, and a half know, songs. Right? And anything after 1984 is probably too late. Mm -hmm. And then JD was not going to have that. And he comes back and says, not only are, the, not only are these rules a stup are stupid, but oh your God. own terrible playlist breaks your own damn stupid rules. Imagine <laughs> if the socks... We're playing the Yanks, and the Yanks just decided to play baseball by their own stupid rules, and everyone just went with it. That's how I feel right now. So he was very <laughs> upset that they, you can't just change the rules. I'm the one who made the rules. I yeah. made the rules. You and don't that's have to make how up I your own rules. About my yacht rock mm -hmm. is that when I was picking songs, you know, you just can't make things up as you go along. No. And yeah, so that's. <laughs> I agree. Kind of work. I agree. Yeah. So they created something called the Yachtsky Scale because of this problem. The actual Yacht Rock guys who made the web series, who coined the term, they created the Yachtsky Scale. So they could analyze and rank songs for how yacht certain songs really were. A song has to get a score of 50 or higher to be considered legitimate Yacht Rock. And a score of 90 or higher makes that song an essential Yacht Rock selection. Anything under 50, not Yacht. Or as they say, nyat rock. Which <laughs> I, is that supposed to be like nyat? Mm -hmm. Like it's Russian. It might, it might be a little too circuitous for me. Nyat nyat rock. <laughs> Um, so they have a whole spreadsheet. You can find the scores of all of these songs. There's a whole spreadsheet of the songs and their scores at yacht or nyat. Say it so carefully. <laughs> yacht or nyat. Dot com, and you can hear them discuss each of these songs on their podcast, which is called Beyond mm -hmm. Yacht Rock. So okay. we thought we'd play a game of Yacht or Not. We asked our followers to tell us their most essential Yacht Rock songs, or if they had any songs whose yachtiness was in question, and we thought we'd run them through the Yachtsky scale and see how yachty these songs are. 
And I do have to add, so please understand that when we give the reasons, if something is, is not Yacht and we give the reasons, this is coming straight <laughs> from the originators of Yacht Rock themselves. Mm -hmm. These are their assessments. I mean, we'll put in our own assessments as well, um, and then we'll assess and see if we can do it. But we're just the messengers yes, here. Don't yes. shoot Don't the messenger. Shoot them, please. Yes. yes. And uh, if it's and if we say that your favorite Yacht Rock song is not Yacht Rock, it does not mean that it's a bad song. No. And right. it also doesn't mean that you can't listen to it on a boat. No. You can or do with a pina colada. Yes. And a captain's yes. hat. Yes. If it's not yacht, mm -hmm. you just put it on a different playlist. That's mm -hmm. all. All <laughs> soft 70 songs are welcome here if you love them. However, yes. they may not be considered yacht rock. Correct. <laughs> just be yes. prepared. But just be we prepared. definitely had, and you guys went nuts responding to our question. And um, we definitely, though, had some that the Yacht Rock, the originators of Yacht Rock, do not think as Yacht Rock according to their definition. And you guys repeated these songs um, yes. over and over again. So <laughs> we're going to start. I'm going to say them. And once again, okay. because I sort of sit in fangirl jail when it comes to music, I'm kind of with you guys. I kind of look at all these songs and I'm like, sure, there's a handful that I'm like, no, 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 that's not Yacht Rock. Mm -hmm. But most of these I'm like, why? Why? So I'm... I'm probably going to defer to Kristen and Carolyn for a lot of these. Okay, so the first song um, that you all might think of as Yacht Rock, and many of you do, because it has the word sail in it, is Come Sail Away by Styx. I don't know much, but I would definitely say not Yacht Rock, and my reasoning is just because, uh, by the way, fantastic song 100 for the song but um it's too rocky at the end it's not smooth enough i totally agree with you but i'll take it one step further there is not one song by sticks that is yacht rock <laughs> so if if a song is performed by sticks it is automatically nyat yacht nyat nyat um this is anthem rock or arena rock mhm mm yeah the yatsky scale 7.25 on oh. a score of 100. <laughs> Remember, to be Oops. yacht, you have to be over 50. If you're under 50, you are not yacht. And this <sighs> is 7.25. Okay. Boy, it barely not. registered. Yeah. Yes. Not Okay, uh, the next song, I'm Not In Love by 10cc. Great song. I'm not in love, so don't forget it. It's just a silly face. I'm going through. Such a beautiful song. But this is not Yacht because it sounds spacey. And you remember in the beginning where they have that layered vocal? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's really cool and I really love it, but it sounds spacey and there's no space in Yacht Rock. It's very terrestrial. I, and that comes directly from the Yacht Rock guys. Because I'm playing it in my head right now and I'm kind of seeing that, but I'm also just seeing that it is kind of soft and smooth. But man, that's a... There's some fine lines they're walking. Well, um, and I think you're right. There are very fine lines that they're walking. They do what they want. Mm -hmm, I know that right. there's a special yeah. word for that, but they do what they want. And so as smooth as this song may be, it could be that the space part, they're like, disqualify. Right. <laughs> well, not, not all smooth songs are yacht no, rock. That's so. true. Correct. That's true. Because no. let's not forget, we need to also be able to hear the influences of jazz and the influences of R&B and the influences yeah, of soul in these songs. What is the score? The score for 10 cc's I'm Not In Love, 26.25. Oh, pretty low. Officially not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next song is one that we all love. Skyrockets in flight. After 
this song in our next podcast episode, but that's Afternoon Delight by Starlin mm-hmm. Vocal Band. Yacht or not, not folks? Not. <gasps> not yacht. Not. Not. No. It's not even close. Remember, I'm I'm the purist here. This doesn't this doesn't meet a lot of those um, requirements that they have. So I love this song. It is one of my favorites from the '70s, but it is mm-hmm. not yacht, in my opinion. And my opinion counts. What does the Yachtsky scale say? The Yachtsky. Well, I'm going to add to that. Okay. Because this is a country crossover hit. There's acoustic guitar, and they also say that you can't have any songs that sound like you would sing them around a campfire. And you would definitely sing this around the campfire. Mm-hmm. So, no, it is not Yacht. And the Yachtsky score is? The Yachtsky score for Starland Vocal Band's Afternoon Delight is nine. Oh, <gasps> nine. Oh, that's a lot mm-hmm. lower than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Ooh, man. Uh, okay, the next song is Ricky Don't Lose That Number by Steely Dan. Ricky Don't Lose That Number, you don't want to call. You'd think Steely Dan is yacht. Is it yacht or not, Kristen? Well, the so Steely Dan is oftentimes noted as the epitome of yacht rock. People think of Steely Dan as the mm-hmm. epitome of yacht rock, and that is true. It is a lot of the music that um, that yacht rock is is based on, because a lot of the musicians who played Steely Dan are the musicians that kind of floated through Toto and yep. all of the other these other bands to make these smooth, smooth songs. That does not mean that all of their songs are yacht. Um, so Ricky Don't Lose That Number, they say this is a very controversial song because it is super smooth, but there's no Michael McDonald. It's Steely Dan <laughs> well, pre- then not michael McDonald. <laughs> yeah. And this is what they say. I love this. This is perfect. They say that Steely Dan is the primordial ooze from whence Yacht Rock emerged. Ooh, primordial ooze. Yes. The Yachtsky score for Ricky Don't Lose That Number by Steely Dan 55.25. So it's just barely Yacht Rock. Oh, so it's yes, it is scale. Yacht Rock. It is Yacht Rock. It's just barely on the scale. Well, here's how I was going to describe it. I think this is, you could listen to this song as you in your car as you were driving to the marina to get on your yacht to go oh, out sailing. Carolyn, you're kind of brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's proto-yacht. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Proto-yacht. It is all, it's adjacent to yacht. Pre-yacht. Right. It's getting you there. It's almost to the marina. You're almost there. It's your pre-party. You're almost there. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Oh, no, you guys. Oh, this one. People. I can't oh. even with this one. But listen, for all of you that put this next one down, you are not alone. It is on pretty much every Spotify Yacht Rock playlist. It is all over the place. But um, that's Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett. I'm going to say, this one I think I can, I can speak to. Um, it's too Caribbean. It shares nothing musically with Yacht Rock. Um, it's not smooth. There's no jazz or soul influence. Um, it's, it's not just about the beach, but it's about a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> we had actually, there was a woman in the comments who said, if you people talk about Margaritaville, I have to re-examine our relationship. I love that. <laughs> I know. Now, again, everybody, we're not saying it's a bad song. Just don't call it Yacht Rock. Right. They have a whole episode about it. Yes, a whole episode about how anti-Yacht Rock this song is. And yet it's often mistaken for Yacht Rock. But it's too minimally produced. There's no studio magic at all. It's not smooth. And they really need to emphasize that smooth is not the same thing as mellow. Smooth is cool and polished. And mellow is just like you're smoking a doobie. 
It's totally <laughs> different. And there's actually a quote. Wait, 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 wait. People who listen to Jimmy Buffett smoke doobies? <laughs> I'm sorry to break this to you, Michelle. Oh, what? Call up your nearest parrot head. Um, there's a there's one of my favorite quotes from the Rebs, from the web series. And somebody listens to Margaritaville and they say, it's mellow, not smooth, and kind of shitty. <laughs> Do you want to know the score? Oh, I definitely yeah. do. Because I'm going to say it's like a two. Yeah. What do you think, Carolyn? I'm going to say a five. 2.75 on the Yahtzee <laughs> oh, scale. Oh, wow. Good mm-hmm. job, Michelle. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I really like this next song. Dream Weaver by Gary Wright. this song but it is not yet um and this is for the same reason as i'm not in love this is this is spacey that that opening that we love so much is very sci-fi terrestrial it's it's not terrestrial we needed to be terrestrial to be yacht rock oh wait oh it has wait i thought come sail away was too terrestrial no, no, no. There's extra terrestrial. That's like that's, that's extraterrestrial. <laughs> yes. we have to, we're sailing, people. We're on the water. We're that's on okay. Earth. Right. Okay. On the Earth. Okay. On the Earth. And this this opening tinkling sound is not of the Earth. It's of the sky. And that is not yacht. It's not yacht. Although they really like him. They say he's a part-time yacht rocker. This one comes in at 32.25. I was going to say the 30s. I think they're really hostile about space. Mm -hmm. I think that is just an automatic disqualifier, even if it's a super smooth song. They don't like space Mm -hmm. at all. Okay, you guys help me with this next one, because people have feelings about this as being Yacht Rock (laughs) or not. Um, And so help me understand why I think it's not... I don't know. Um, I I would... I'm just going to be honest with you. I would have said, yes, this is Yacht Rock. Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty. So help me understand this one, scholars. Well, I'm, I'm guessing it's not, right? You it's think about, not, Carolyn? Yeah, I think not. It's about okay. a street. It's... Well, <laughs> Carolyn, you're not. But Carolyn, you're not that's far not off. a street. Is not a boat. I know. I just hear the jazz influence in that sax. In that sax, I I hear the jazz in it. So sometimes the sax gets too saxy and not <laughs> jazzy enough, and it's too saxy. Mm-hmm. But the reason that they give for this not being yacht, you guys, this makes me. Even though they can be dicks sometimes, I really love them for this answer. This is about a street where Sherlock Holmes lived, and they're like, Sherlock Holmes is not yacht. <laughs> <laughs> even yachts back then, were there? Is that even a word when Sherlock Holmes? Well, Sherlock Holmes doesn't cap. even live by the marina. Yeah, he did wear a cap. <laughs> Do you want to know the score? Yeah. 29.25 oh, for Baker Street. I'm protesting. I'm going to be like the man who holds the cardboard sign and it's just going to say, Baker Street <laughs> is Yacht Rock. <laughs> okay, another good song. This one, this one is one that I have those memories I can't identify tied with, mm-hmm. where it's kind of a lump in my throat. And that's Summer Breeze by Seals and Crops. Summer Breeze makes me feel fine. Blowing through the jasmine in my mind. Mm, I love 
this song too. It's such a good song. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? What do you think, Michelle? Um, well, I have no written down, and then I have because, and then nothing else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one really easy way to delineate it, and that is that it's too early. That's what it's I was. It's 1974. Oh, it is. I don't yeah. know the dates. Yeah. It's again. No, it's too early. It is soft. I'm not musically, but. Not educated. smooth. It's getting smooth. It's adjacent to smooth. But these guys are from Texas. I'm taking this all from the Yacht Rock guys, by the way. They are from Texas. And you can hear a little leftover Texas in the song. Mm. It's not quite twangy, but it's approaching twangy. So they put this in the category of folk easy listening. It's got strummy guitar. There's no strummy in Yacht. Also understand, 100% of my education on this came from the Hit Parade podcast and mm-hmm. from the really silly... Um, YouTube series with the bad wigs. <laughs> so, um, it, you know, because to me, it's just music I like or music I don't. That's basically yeah. um, my education and understanding of music. However, one thing I did learn from the Hip Parade podcast was that, you know, singer-songwriters, boom, throw that out. That's not that's Correct. not Yacht Rock. So especially yeah. the very strong guitar, the very strong, strong strumming of the guitar mm-hmm. um, would definitely not make it considered Yacht Rock. Right. To be it has to be. Rock, yeah. It has to be a um, a studio polished mm-hmm. um, session musicians and yeah production. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what was the uh, Yatsky score? Summer Breeze score is twenty one point uh. seven five. Yeah. I okay. can see that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Hall and Oates, who have a lot of yacht rock, um, official yacht rock songs. Um, what about their song Rich Girl? Hollow Notes is confusing too. I have to add before we talk about Rich Girl that um, my dad used to work at a music store and he sold sheet music and he had a teacher come in asking for Hollow Notes one time and he's like, I looked and I looked and we didn't have any Hollow Notes. And the guy was like, You have to, it's like the number one song. Well, it turns out my dad was looking for Hauling. H-A-U-L-I-N-G, oats. Hauling oats. Yeah, he was looking for hauling oats. We're like, Dad. A big tractor full of oats. You lost a sale. You lost a sale because of hauling oats. A semi. So, yeah, hauling oats are confusing because um, a lot of their songs are pretty smooth. Um, But they're in the web series as a foil. They put hauling oats in there because they're from the mean streets of Philly. They are Mm -hmm. blue-eyed soul, Philly soul, which is... Not really, yeah. That's East Coast. That's not Southern California. I feel like they tried to jump on the coattails of some of this. Like they saw what was getting airtime and stuff. So I'm going to say it's, it might make it actually. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it a 52. Wow. Wow. That's very specific. I feel like when I'm playing it in my head right now, I feel like I'm hearing a little doobie bounce in there, maybe a little. See that? The doobie bounce is confusing for me. So I'm going to, yeah, Carolyn, I think you, you, but we're, you know, we're, we're in the prices right together. So what did you give it? A 52? Oh, don't be one of those people that are going to say 53 or $1. Okay. The actual score for Rich Girl by Hauling Oats is 37. Ooh. Ooh. This one is not. This one is not yacht. It's not yacht. Well, and the what you just said, Carolyn, is really interesting. That you know they heard what was on the radio and they were trying to get yachty, but Daryl Hall hates yacht rock. Kenny Loggins, what is he? He doesn't like it either, does he? Is he mad about it? He's middle of the road. Okay, why? Okay. 
I'm sorry, but it's basically the spoon that's feeding them still. Why would they hate it? Why would they not do anything but love it? I'm sorry, you know what? Your house in, you know, Breckenridge, Colorado, mm-hmm. paid for by the term Yacht Rock, dude. So mm-hmm. I think they assume this is an ego thing. I think they assume that it's derogatory. When in actuality, it's beloved. It's not right? derogatory. No. Yes, we're poking fun. But like you said at the beginning, Michelle, when they're poking fun in this web series, they handle the music very lovingly. They may poke fun at the people, but they love the music. Right. And why would there be so many playlists and albums made if it wasn't beloved? If people didn't love it so much. Exactly. Uh, Okay. The last song we cannot fail to mention um, here because a lot of people did um, share it. And again, it's on, you weren't the only ones. It's on a lot of playlists. Um, And that's the Pina Colada song by (laughs) Rupert Holmes. If you like Pina Coladas... has become the anthem for Yacht Rock for a lot of people, mm-hmm. as popularized by the cover band Yacht Rock Review. And they readily acknowledge that the Pina Colada song is not Yacht, but they play it because people love it. Mm-hmm. And so this is where the Yacht Rock guys differ from the Yacht Rock Review guys. And when J.D. Risner says, so what are we doing wrong? Well, it's because the Yacht Rock Review are giving people what they want to hear. I was about to say that. It's because yeah. uh, J.D. Risner, you guys are way too, like... Um, strict almost with your parameters of what a Yacht Rock song is. Tell They're the ones who came up with the people. I know, people. I know I mean, they that's are. That's like saying the rules for baseball are too strict by the people who came up with it. Oh, we need to have six outs before it goes to an inning or, you know, the bases need to be closer. My husband Brian and I had this same argument when I was, when I first found the Yatsky scale and I was telling him what songs were not, he was furious at half of the songs and I was saying to him, why are you arguing with the people that created the term? You yes, cannot argue right. with them. But at the same time, you know, if you're making money off of it, if it was me, I'd be like, sure, the Pina Colada song that's is Yacht Rock. Absolutely. Yachty as hell. So that's why I support the Yacht Rock Review guys in giving mm-hmm. the people what they want. They're smart. Mm-hmm. I do want to know, is the Rupert Holmes song him on it? Oh, let's find out. Because that was one of those. It came on oh. a playlist. And I knew all the words, and I hadn't thought about that song in 15 him, 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 what, what you gonna, gonna do about him? She's gonna have to do without him, or do without me. Here's the score. 50.50. Oh! What? Squeaker. It's a squeaker. Whoa! Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. He didn't get on with Pina Colada, but he got on with him. But the Pina Colada song is not Yacht because, first of all, Rupert Holmes is a singer-songwriter, Broadway musical type of dude. He wrote songs for the Partridge family. That is not Yacht. And this song is a story song. It's a narrative song where the lyrics are very important. And another one of the tenets of Yacht Rock is that the lyrics are not the driver of the song. It's the groove. It's the mm. smoothness of the song. Sometimes the lyrics will be very nonsensical. Um, they'll be wry. They'll be a little bit dark even. And the Steely Dan character, I think they're telling us this because the Steely Dan character in the web series talks like this. Let's talk about misheard lyrics later <laughs> and how Steely Dan is... I can't sing any of Would you like of those to songs. sing um, your favorite song, Hey? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll come back to you. Hey, we'll come back to you. Hey, 
be honest, I didn't know what the title of this song was. I just thought there was this refrain that was, hey, but that's... Hey, yeah. won't you come back to, to me? me? Hey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not And to what find out, though. not only was it a misheard lyric, it's a misheard title. Like, Peg, <laughs> I'm sorry. And then yesterday I was running to a Yacht Rock playlist and... Um, Listen to the music came on, which isn't, we don't have it here, and I don't know how that would fit on the Yatsky scale, but the Doobie Brothers song. And I always thought that's it was pre, pro- that's, that's Doobie's pre Michael McDonald. Okay. So yes, I'm going to say not yacht. Probably so. I, will I can't tell stop you that. yachting. I thought it was Mr. Music. Wait, what? I thought it was <laughs> Mr. Music. Whoa. <laughs> Mr. Music. All the towns. Stay tuned for a whole episode on misheard yes. lyrics. Yeah, well, I have one, um, a big one. Brian and I were out to dinner, and we've been like obsessed with the topic Yacht Rock since we started. I started researching this because I've made him listen to all the podcasts and watch all the stuff with me. Um, and so we're listening, and here's what I think is playing over the, the sound system out at the little outside bar we're sitting in. I'm a be there, a Ben over, I'm a bee there. And Brian goes, um, who sings this song? So he shazams it really quick. And I'm like, oh God, who is it? Who is it? I was like, ah, oh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. And he goes, James Ingram plus Michael McDonald. And I was like, of course. And he's like, but what, like, what are you singing? I'm like, I'm a bee there. Yeah. I mean, he's like, <laughs> look at the title. It's actually called Yamo Be There. And like with the capital B. Wait, Michelle, hmm. Michelle, what? this was a huge hit. It was Yamo B. I thought it was I'm a B there. I'm a no. B there. Wait, no, did you not ever see it written down? No. <laughs> I can't. I'm right there with you. And what does Yamo B there even? I mean, that Yahweh. Even it's capital God. Y-A, it's God. capital M-O, capital mm-hmm. B, not even B-E, capital B, mm-hmm. and then there. Yamo B there. Mm-hmm. So what is stupid? Mean, it's Yahweh. Yahweh is another word. Is it Jesus or God? Well, I know. I know Yahweh means oh, God. Shoot. I just said yeah. it was stupid. Yah. I retract yeah. that <laughs> statement. But um, what's the mo be there? Yahweh is going to be there for but why you. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Ask Michael And McDonald's. do they say up and over? Yamo be there up I and over. I thought it was over. whoop de oil. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid, Kristen. Why do you think it's that? I think that it's Yacht Rock, too, isn't it? Okay, everybody Yamo shut the fuck up right there. now, because that's My Essential Song. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's talk about My Essential Song. We each picked a song that we thought was essentially Yacht Rock, uh-huh. and my my choice was Ya Mo Be There. You mean I'm going to be there. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be there. Just wait a right. second. I'm coming. I'm, I'm going to be, be there. there. Like, I'm a, because, you know, you don't have time to say, I'm going to be there. You just, yeah. Yes. Right. So why is it essential? And I'm not and this does not mean your favorite yacht rock song. This is what you think is as, you know, yeah. primal yacht rock. 
Most importantly, it has Michael McDonald on backup, and he also shares leads sometimes with James Ingram. You have James Ingram and Quincy Jones producing mm. James Ingram on lead. So there's some serious R&B street cred. The bounce is real, you guys. The oh, doobie yeah. bounce, especially when he does whoop de oo which apparently might be <laughs> up, up and over. over. No, you I mean we will have to look over. that up. Up and over. You guys, if I could stand up right now, I would do my doobie bounce for you. And it's just yachty as hell. It is so yachty. Yamo be there. What did it get on the Yatsky scale? Oh, let's find out. But you know for sure it's on there? Oh, oh, 78.25. Solidly yacht. Remind us and remind our listeners what the yachtiest song is. The yachtiest song Mm -hmm. is What a Fool Believes. That's right. And that gets a 100. It's a 100. That sweet bearded baritone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. We okay, what him. were your essentials, you guys? I will tell you my essential was, which I can't believe you guys didn't say, but it's going to have to be sailing. I mm-hmm. mean, let's just cut to the chase, people. Oh, I know. Love it. You're Love right. it. And right. that Christopher Cross, I tell you, I feel a little bad for him. Because he just was kind of defined by that. And then Mm -hmm. nothing really happened after that. But I learned some really interesting things about that album, Mm -hmm. which of course had a flamingo on it. Mm -hmm. And all of his succeeding albums also had flamingos on them. So that's kind of. Oh, I didn't know that. Because when you said, which of course had a flamingo on it, I was like, how is that relevant? But that is, yeah, if he has a flamingo Mm -hmm. on all of his albums, that makes sense. And yeah, it seems kind of yachty. Um, Christopher Gebhardt, I think, is his um, God-given name, born in San Antonio. And here's my quick little fun fact. His dad was a pediatrician. George Williams. John Sebastian. No. (laughs) He was a physician in the um, military. He was a naval or army. Anyway, he was the pediatrician to Dwight D. Eisenhower's grandchildren. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where she finds this stuff. I have no idea. That can't be on a Wikipedia no, that's page. that's so random. I don't know where that How comes from. How cool is that, though? It's a gift, Carolyn. But, I mean, that's kind of a, a fun thing. Would you like to know the score? I got to believe it's number two, if it's not. 94.5 yeah. on the Yachtsky scale. That's pretty damn yacht. Yeah. That's, I'm impressed. That's yeah. super yacht. And, you know, I was reading, too. Once again, I just feel bad for Jim Messina, and I feel bad for Christopher Cross. This is really... <laughs> I've had a little bittersweet moments during this Yacht Rock research because they said kind of the dawn of MTV 1984 Mm -hmm. did not favor the Christopher Crosses of the world. And he, one, didn't, his music didn't lend itself to be on there and his look didn't really lend itself Mm -hmm. to be on there. And that was kind of the beginning of the end really for Yacht Rock, um, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's true. Um, and he was a singer-songwriter type of guy. He was. And when, I cannot remember who the producer is, but it was one of the Yachty producers that all these bands shared. And he was like, I really like this guy, but I don't think his singer-songwriter shtick is going to go. Let's change your name to Christopher Cross. Let's get all these band players, all these, what are they called? <laughs> Let's get all these musicians from Steely Dan and Toto, give him a nice smooth sound, and now Trifecta win all the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so my most essential Yacht Rock song, this and Keeping in Character, um, I don't know that it's actually a Yacht Rock song, (laughs) but I don't care because I love this song 
And that's I'd Really Love to See You Tonight by England Dan and John Ford Coley. I'm not talking about moving in And I don't want to change your life But there's a warm wind blowing the stars around And I'd really love to see you tonight Um, is it a Yacht Rock song or not? I think it should be because I think it's smooth. I think it's, um... I think it has the characteristics of a Yacht Rock song. But you have to be careful differentiating between soft and smooth. Yeah, I can't. Soft Sorry. is, <laughs> there's soft, Yacht is a subset of soft rock. And so a lot of people take soft rock and how call is, it Yacht Rock. How is I'd Really Love to See You Tonight smooth, not soft? I mean, soft, no, not smooth. not smooth. Because it has, uh, it has guitar. It's got acoustic guitar in it. I'm sure there are exceptions. There are aspects of smoothness to it, but it is not quite sophisticated enough. It doesn't have that session player sound. It's just those two guys and their guitars oh. and a little bit of accompaniment. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, it's too sentimental. Oh. How is it sentimental? Basically what my husband likes to every time the song comes on, he's like, basically we can boil this whole song down to yeah. this. I'm not talking about a long-term thing. I just really yeah. want to bang you. <laughs> It's like they're they're snowing us on this one. They're making us think mm-hmm. that they're sweet. What's and sensitive, the score but though? Really, they, it's a booty call. Um, the score is forty four. I've loved this song for a long time, and it's always been one of those songs. Like I said, that pulls up just a weird mem- I don't know, a weird feeling for me mm-hmm. when I hear it. Usually at the grocery store in the you know dentist office. But um, until about two months ago, I. I didn't know what the lyric, I always thought, and this doesn't make any sense what I'm about to say yeah. I thought the lyrics were, but it's just what I always heard. So it's what I always sang. I would always sing, I'm not talking about the limit, but I don't want to change your, it's I'm not talking about moving in. And it's the way mm-hmm. that the cadence of moving in. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, I'm not talking about the limit. And I don't. I thought it was the, they were talking about the linen. The linen. And I didn't know okay. why we would be talking about. Well, the right. Linen. I always knew it Is didn't like make sense because I could understand mm-hmm. the rest of the lyrics, yeah. but I never got moving in. I never and got who, that. I, that is almost unintelligible. It like, really who, is. How did they come up with moving moving in? in? Because they wanted to write a song about I don't want a long term thing. I just really <laughs> want to bang you. You up? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Booty call. Yeah, booty mm-hmm. call. I have one more to ask you guys about, and I have not cheated and looked at the score here, but I really want to know. Mm-hmm. Because one thing for sure, all of these songs that we've talked about, all dudes. There are I no know. women. No women. And actually, they said in Afternoon Delight, they're like, no, there are hippie chicks in that song. <laughs> so there are some exceptions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me what you think about this song then. Lot of Love by Nicolette Larson. I'm going to say it is. Do you think so? I'm going to say there's a guitar in there that I don't know about, so I'm going to say no. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to look it up. It's going to be barely. Okay. Nicolette Larson, Lot of Love, comes in at 60. I have a song I want to ask you about. Okay. It is, talk about a a specific memory when I hear the song. It's Still the One by Orleans. was the theme song for ABC's fall lineup. I remember that. And it was like, still the one. And again, you guys know about me. You have these like celebrities from the different shows together, like dancing. Mm -hmm. Including Phoebe Tyler from All My Children was in one of the balloons. Remember they were hot air balloons flying into the sky? Why do we have this in our brain, Carolyn? I don't. This is crazy. I'm going to find that on YouTube and post it on Instagram because Mm -hmm. that is such a cute memory. 
Yes. And still Phoebe Tyler's like waving down at all the people from her hot air balloon. So is that yacht or not? Look it up. All right, for let's me. find out. Still the one. Orleans. Thirty-one point two five. Not yacht. Not oh yacht. My. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to tell you that that was on my Peloton Yacht Rock rides this morning. Oh, you should call her. No, because <laughs> the poor woman, that's what she said. Before, like, half the songs, she said, I don't want to get any comments like I did last <laughs> time. Talk about, I think this is one of the most controversial topics Isn't beyond politics funny? right now. That people get really defensive Oh, the Twitter about. threads are insane. I was reading some yeah. of the Twitter threads on Baker Street. I got too anxious at the conflict going on. I had to look away. It's yeah. where Sherlock's. Why can't I say Sherlock's? Sherlock Holmes. It's where Sherlock Holmes lives. So, you guys, I'm so glad to talk to you about this today because my husband has had it. He has had it with all my yacht rock talk. We have a yacht rock moratorium at our house now, but I just feel so learned. I feel I feel like some kind of musicologist or something. Do we get? Are we going to get certificates in the mail? I mean, I'm not, but you guys will. <laughs> I'm getting a lump of coal. <laughs> no, I think you've learned a lot, I Michelle. do think I've learned, learned a, lot. a lot. Like I said, I think I would yes. get a C. And you guys, you know what? That that kind of pains me because I was very, you know, I was a very good student and I, I yeah. didn't want to get Cs. But I, I, I think I could squeak by with a C. I think, and that's a pass. That's You're right. Passing. Cs get degrees. Well, and I think all of our listeners should also be getting certificates today after what they have just gone through with us dissecting all of these songs and please people remember again just because something isn't yacht does not mean it's not good it's just not yacht which could be meaningless Mm -hmm. and again it doesn't mean you can't listen to it on a boat you should definitely listen to it on a boat if you want to go right ahead yeah so thanks so much for hanging out with us today for what i hope will be a recurring topic for the pcps and join us next time when we'll do a deep dive on the most 70th year of the 70s the 200th anniversary of our country's birth, 1976. And don't forget to follow us where you listen. Click those stars. It's so easy. Please click those stars and share your love of the PCPS with friends. We really appreciate it. In the meantime, let's raise our glasses for a toast. Courtesy of Jack Tripper and Janet Wood and Chrissy Snow, two good times. Two happy days. Two little house on the prairie. And don't forget to keep the fire. Cheers. 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 Information, opinions, and comments expressed on the Pop Culture Preservation Society podcast belong solely to me, the Crushologist, and Carolyn and Hello Newman, and are in no way representative of our employers or affiliates. And though we truly believe we are always right, I guess there's always a first time. The PCPS is written, produced, and recorded at Modern Well, a woman-centered co-working space in Minneapolis, Minnesota, home of the fictional WJM Studios and our beloved Mary Richards. Nanu Nanu, keep on trucking, and may the force be with you. We get a happy feeling when we're singing a song